1: Welcome to Space Floor NBA podcast. My name is Connor Geelan, and I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 86th official episode. The Knicks are good, and New York is on fire. Still rolling. He's got the are Knicks it? merch right here.
0: You know, and so if this is your first time listening to our podcast, which hopefully it's not, you'll know that we are both Knicks fans. Um, always good to see the Knicks winning. As LeBron James said, the league is better when the Knicks are winning. This is our monthly New York Knicks. (laughs) It's true. Like we talk about the Knicks sort of in an inordinate amount. Um, But bear with us because the Knicks are not just for us, but for the entire league, the like thing to talk about. Um, And so hopefully if you're sitting at home, you have been watching the Knicks, the Knicks win streak, because if you have, you will see this has actually not been any kind of fluke. Like the Knicks, the Knicks are looking legit. Like when you watch it, um, it's not like some kind of like weird thing like the Knicks are the four seed. Like no, they actually the, the way they've been playing, they deserve to be the four seed. Um, they've been playing legit teams, they've been getting legit wins, and I guess I want to say uh, it all kind of starts with the defense, which is kind of like yeah, the best part because because um, for the Knicks franchise, which is obviously a storied franchise, like kind of I feel like the heart and soul has been sometimes we get this like villain reputation, but like 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 the like. Tough, defensive-minded, yeah. like hard-hitting, physical, physical team. Which I feel like that's just a product of the last time we were good was the
1: '90s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's true. But even in the '2000s, like, think there about was the, some like the, grit, like yeah.
0: the, the Knicks teams that like rival the Jordan Bulls. Like that's that the best teams we've had in a long time. Yeah. Um, that's we're sort of getting back to that identity under Coach Tips. And first of all, I think you can't talk about the, the Knicks win streak and how good they've been this season without giving a huge shout out to Tibbs. And both of us, I mean, I think I was a little more positive about I him going so into it. It was so negative.
1: It was such a cold take. I got it. I was yeah. very upset that the Knicks hired Tom Thibodeau because I mean, like I I was right in that he he was only going to focus on playing defense. Yeah. But I, I thought defense was a little bit more about personnel than what it is. I kind of just see like, you know, like mm. if we don't have any offense, <laughs> like who cares, you know? I I, I feel like a, a defensive coach like Tibbs fo- is, is more focused on team basketball where I was more focused on, "Hey, we need to offer offensive coach because we need rj barrett to learn how to play offense um and that's going to be more valuable in the long term but yeah the short term is here and the short term is prosperous
0: (laughs) i I completely agree (laughs) and and i think what's what like what's the best part about it is like and the reason I like the coach, the, the Tibbs hiring back when it happened, is that he's a no BS guy. And I think for a team that for a long time has not really had an identity, has not really known what they what what they were doing, or like really had a direction, has had the, has had a losing culture. At least you know when you get Tibbs, you're gonna get defense. You're gonna practice hard. You're gonna play hard. And no BS flies. And that's exactly what you've seen. And and Tibbs has come in. Another big thing that he's made is he's basically made Julius Randle our point forward. So pretty often when Julius Randle's on the court, he's the one bringing the ball up the floor. And it's partially as like the Knicks don't really have a lot of a lot of offense and Julius Randle has kind of been our offense, um, which is a good and a bad thing. But, you know, credit to Tibbs, first of all, for for putting the for putting the ball in uh in Julius Randle's hands because his touches are yeah. like skyrocketed. <laughs> like so that's so so really like you have to give a ton of credit to Julius Randle for all the work he's put in. His jump shot is way more efficient. He's just hitting. He's hitting more of the shots that he's taking. Yeah. But he's getting a lot more touches. We're putting him in, in, in offensive situations where he can really flourish. Um, and and the rest of the team is, is working pretty well around him. But but it, I think it really all starts with the defense. We're like really at the top of the league in defensive efficiency. I think we're like third in defensive yeah. efficiency. We're first in. In points opponent allowed. points per game, yeah. yeah. Uh, first in opponent's field goals allowed, and first in opponent three-point field yeah, goals allowed. It's beautiful. like now partially you have to you have to acknowledge that we're not scoring that much, and so it goes both ways. Like, even though we're first in opponent points per game, like we're also pretty low <laughs> in like our own points per game. Yeah. Like I think we're, you know, you know, bottom five teams in points per game. But what I really like about this next team is that is that no matter what. We bring it on defense, and we're going to be a hard team to score on. And so
1: honestly, I I thought that in the age of three pointers, sometimes just good offense beats good defense. Yeah. Um, but we've seen right now the Knicks with with the good defense, bad offense. They're fourth in the East, and obviously the East is is a lot worse than the West. Like in the West, uh, if the Knicks were in the West, they wouldn't be fourth in the conference. They would be they'd be what? They'd be sixth in the conference. But still. Uh, you take a team, they, they right now, they have a better record than the Portland Trail Blazers. And the mm. Portland Trail Blazers have like a top three offense and a top and a, and a bottom three defense. So yeah. we're seeing that if you're really good at one and bad at the other, it doesn't really matter which one you're good at. Like in in this circumstance, the Knicks are marginally better than the Trail Blazers. But I mm. I think it just disproves the point that, you know, if you just if you're the Rockets and you say, screw defense, let's just shoot a bunch of threes. Sure. Or let's play a bunch of iso ball like what the, the Blazers are doing this year. Um, it's a two-way street it's, it's yeah. not a way it's not a one-way street
0: yeah and, and and i want to go back to the point that you made about defensive personnel because i think another interesting thing about about this Knicks team is you if you look at the roster from top to bottom especially with mitchell robinson out we don't have that many like elite defenders or guys who you're like they yeah. would be the like the the kind of guy that would make you the top defense in the nba yeah it starts with nerlin's noel for Dude, us noel. it starts with nerlin's <laughs> noel why is rudy gobert bro well <laughs> If you remember, like I think Nerlens Noel was like a third overall pick, yeah. like like you he, know yeah, he was, x amount he, of years back. Yeah, he was six. Yeah, um, this is what he was drafted for. Like Nerlens Noel was a high lottery pick, basically because of his defensive potential coming out of Kentucky. He's showing that right now. He so still is very one dimensional on offense, but he is the key to our defense. And so, yeah, and so part of the reason that that I kind of had my Taj Gibson, Alfred Payton rant last last episode that's I wasn't being totally fair like Taj Gibson has been really solid actually for us as our, as our backup big but I would say there's a marked difference between in our defense between when Taj Gibson's on the floor and when Neron Zawala's is on the floor like Taj Gibson is he actually I would say brings more offensively he gets he, he's a decent offensive rebounder. he's got like some little hook shots and stuff going for him he's kind of all over the glass and like gets put backs and stuff like that and he's a smart veteran like he 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 cuts at the right time is in the right places. But I think I think New Orleans Well is a real defensive difference maker. And I think if we had if we had a healthy team, then, then ideally Taj Gibson would be sort of like a locker room presence and a veteran, yeah. not so much touching the court. Right. But <laughs> but with but with Mitchell Robinson out, like oh, like no. Taj Gibson's actually really stepped up. And so for as much as I was talking trash about Taj Gibson, I actually want to give him credit because both of our big men have been really solid on on defense. You also have to shout out Julius Randle, who dude the, he's playing like an all nba caliber player yeah, right for, now for real like and, and and he's getting mvp chance every time he steps to the free throw line which is also all, over this win streak.
1: if i'm a fringe all-star i want to go to new york
0: bro like, yeah, well, like to get the to get by the, the way like that zion treatment. said that <laughs> so so we're holding out hope but so julius riddle obviously not only in offense has he made this huge jump but for the first time in his career he's a positive defender yeah Right, like, like you would think that a team that has Julius Randle in the starting lineup, like I think that Julius Randle before now would have had a reputation of sort of being a lazy defender. He's put in that frame to good use. Like you'll if also they, they matched up with the Pelicans a few nights ago. He and he and Zion, by the way, like aren't that different. Like like dude, different like shapes. They're, they're by the way they're, yes. the, they're the same person. Yeah, they're
1: all like lefties that kind of like yeah. bouldered their way to the rim.
0: Yeah, and I don't I don't know what the what but the stats he said. Julius but, Randall's on the Pelicans last year. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. And, or two years ago. But I, like I like on defense, you know, for as dominant as, as Zion has been this this season, like Julius Randle was staying in front of him, was keeping up with him. And so and so Julius Randle has actually been a, a legit defender. Um The thing is the difference between them is Julius
1: Randle Sure He has just dropped all of the little like frank baby fat that, that mm. he had even last year or, or two years ago he's like he's just like yeah cut. he's pretty yoked. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's pretty lean yeah um and i i think that you know like he he looks like a, he looks like a grown-ass man out there Whereas mm. like two years ago he was just like you know a little a little more rotund uh, <laughs> but you know now he's like cut he's like like i look at him and i'm like oh like that's an athlete right there yeah, like that yeah. like
0: that's a that's a physical presence mm-hmm. and and I I've said this in a group chat and I want to put it out there in the podcast too. The real like MVP of this winning streak has been Reggie Bullock. Real. And you have no idea what I'm talking about if you like haven't seen some of the shots he's hit or if you haven't been watching the games. For some reason, he's in the right place at the right time in the last five minutes of the game, no matter what. Like... <laughs> He's the guy that's open in the corner and knocks down the clutch three that, like, is the is the dagger, the momentum changer. And he's the one that somehow, when the ball gets tipped around, will have a 20-second long defensive possession. He's somehow the one who comes up with a steal. You know, like, Reggie Bullock somehow gets these, like, momentum-changing, difference-making plays. And it just feels like when the Knicks are going on a run, like, Reggie Bullock is, like, somehow, like, <laughs> like pushing it. And even though, even though Julius Randle is the one who ends up with 40 points uh Reggie Bullock, I would say more often than not is the one who feels like he can't miss. Another thing about Reginald is that uh <laughs> is that
1: he, like 2 years ago the the Knicks acquired him for like like the, the thing where they had like the they gave him a 1 year deal and then a 1 team option. Now mm-hmm. I was actually so pumped about that because I'm pretty sure he was on uh the Pistons and then maybe the Heat or or one other team um where he was like in a elite kind of like like 3 and D guy. And I remember yeah. he and then he went to the Lakers and he just didn't play and his value plummeted and when we when we signed him I was like, "Oh, if we yeah. if we had a good team, Reggie Bullock would be like a commodity everyone would want because I feel like on on a team that's winning games, he kind of his game elevates because he, he's not being pressured into doing anything that he would not normally do, which is like catch and shoot, play great defense, you know, just make the right play. Um, I feel like he might have had to do that bit more last year, plus he was injured. But now this year,
0: it's just I feel like he's hitting his stride. I feel like if every team walked out a starting lineup that had three Reggie Bullocks in it, like, like, like they'd just be better off. Yeah. You know <laughs> Like it's a little hard to explain, but somehow he's just <laughs> Dude, like that's like a cheesy my <laughs> team lineup. Exactly, <laughs> like bro. point guard Reggie Bullock, like, center Reggie Bullock. Like if we had Julius Randle <laughs> playing point guard, Nerlens the center, and three Reggie Bullocks in between, we'd be <laughs> <It's the> unstoppable. <laughs> 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 so, back <laughs> to Reggie Bullock. I I guess my overall point that I want to make about the about the Knicks this year is culture has been everything oh, dude the guy, culture has been the everything.
1: guys are always smiling they're smiling on the bench they're, they're smiling Theo
0: pinson bro to theo <laughs> pinson like like that, this that, just, that. just walks around doing this like the three like the three like this like 24 7 the guy is getting paid like two million dollars a year and to be a nice guy he doesn't set foot on the court <laughs> to be a nice guy to be like a friend exactly like like there was a point where Quickly hit two two big threes right at the end of the game I, the other night, and, he and he and Theo Pinson just like meet halfway, had like the slow motion end of a movie on like the sandy beach in the waves where they like shoulder bump, like, you know, that magic, like romantic moment or something like that. But it was Theo Pinson and Emmanuel Quickly. Oh my gosh, bro. So Theo Pinson is our is our heart and soul for yeah. whatever and reason. I,
1: and IQ has been great too. Yeah. Uh, he's been coming off the bench every game. What? But I, I was looking at that. That's the, that's the at- only reason I hate on, uh, I only
0: hate, the only reason i hate on taj gibson and, and, and alfred payton is that derrick rose or emmanuel quickly should be starting but the, and but the thing is no like, Noel like, the well should be playing 48 minutes bro I,
1: i'm looking at the, i'm looking at the game logs alfred payton only gets like like 12 to 18 minutes a game mm. and derrick rose and emmanuel quickly get north of 20 yeah. every game so they're playing more they're just not starting for whatever reason and i mean you know you shouldn't switch it up now because mm-hmm. it's been working um you know, interesting approach by Tom Thibodeau. They've
0: sort of phased Alfred Payton out of the like fourth quarter yeah. lineups, which like like earlier in the season they were playing Alfred. Like they would they would play the starters at the end of the game, so Alfred Payton was getting like fourth quarter minutes. At least that's what my eye test would say. And like now he's not. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Obi Toppin. He hit a few big threes yesterday in in the Hawks game. And apparently, like, I saw some stat on Instagram, and I, like, should really have gone back and checked this, but, like, <laughs> he's, like, third in, like... Yeah, you know, in, like, in like, defensive rating, ex- or,
1: or, like, defensive field goal percentage.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, like people shoot really poorly, basically, when Obi Toppin's guarding them, so for for all the people who are, like, he can't play defense the next level, I mean, like, apparently there's this one stat that says otherwise. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about RJ, which is a little ridiculous, because... Yeah. One of the biggest differences I would say in the, in this team between last year and this year, we've talked about the the culture, which I think is the number 1 thing, the defense and what Tibbs brings. You know, two would then be uh Julius Randle. Three might be RJ Barrett. He's turned into um first of all, catch and shoot RJ Barrett this year has been knocked down. Like like that's <laughs> which is such
1: a, a huge turnaround from last year. Yeah. Like so, like, like, like we were
0: like, holy shit! We drafted
1: a guy who couldn't shoot. Yeah, the, catch, and, catch and
0: shoot. R.J. Barrett is lights out. He's starting to, uh, at least for mid range, get into like a little bit of a creating his own shot kind of thing. So, so some of the some of the problems that we'll run into is that like even though we're a good defensive team, we can't always create offense down the stretch. Julius Randle, as great as he's been, his shot selection is only okay. Like, he, like sometimes that, when you watch him, he looks a little bit out of control. Um and he's, and he's pretty reliant on, like, turnaround middies and, like, he's moving mid-ranges.
1: He's been making tough shots. Exactly, yeah. And I want to say that's not
0: sustainable. <laughs> but it has been. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing is, like, sometimes I'll be watching them and they'll be like, damn, like, Julius Randle is, like, really not shooting well tonight. And then they'll, they'll pull up the stat sheet and he's <sighs> shooting well over 50% and he's got 35 points. And I'm like, how? Like, like <laughs> I feels like I've, he's missed six turnarounds in the last two minutes. But the stats say otherwise. Um but but like like rj is actually like the i mean statistically he's he still needs to improve a lot on his drives to the basket that like his drives still aren't that strong um and because he's I, overall i would say rj is not that explosive um that's like one thing that he can continue to work on is like he's not super explosive off the dribble his mid-range jump shots have actually been a lot better and so he's creating a lot more shots Derrick Rose trade has helped a lot in that respect. Like Derrick Rose has been a big like fourth quarter score for us, I would say. Um, overall, the Knicks have just been really exciting to watch. And the, I can't remember the last time I had like this much fun watching the Knicks, like for a second. And it's like, it's like for a full, like a full Knicks game. So like really exciting for me to watch right now where I'm like sitting there the whole time, locked in clapping, like yeah. going, like getting like really into it. So big shout out, to the Knicks for for absolutely steamrolling the league right now (laughs) dude yeah I remember we both had the
1: Knicks as either the 14 or the 15 seed in in the in the preseason rankings for the Eastern Conference did we we did we had that we had like it's like oh who's who's gonna be worse the Cavs the Pistons or the Knicks and I'm pretty freaking sure we both said the Knicks Mm. which is kind of awful (laughs) you know um but you know I, I'm very, I feel, I feel fortunate for the first time in my life. And as I am going off to college, um, I, I still don't know where, but presumably like maybe in like DC or Houston or something. And like, Oh, do I, do I become a Wizards fan? Do I become a rocket Yeah. um, b-
0: no, because, because <laughs> no the, idea, because the
1: idea is like, <laughs> do I jump ship? And, no, no. Like, How
0: could you even consider this?
1: The answer would be no, but at least in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, those guys like at least have, have like shown glimpses of hope whereas I've never seen the Knicks good in the past five years in the past like prime of me watching basketball um but then again now I'm like man if I jump ship and then and then they win a ring like
0: that'd be that'd just be awful like I feel like I would have jumped ship too soon yeah we both had the Knicks at 15 in, in our preseason power rankings I just uh, I just went back and checked damn shout out Tonto yeah. <laughs> I don't think he'll win coach of the year and
1: he wouldn't have my vote um
0: I would give it to Quinn Schneider probably,
1: but man. I, if,
0: if I were voting and now I'm biased, I'd give it to Tom Thibodeau. Really? I, I I'm biased, yes. But I the one the I guess to finish off this this Knicks segment, they're playing the Suns tomorrow, which is a little bit concerning because um, that sure? that could be the end of the win streak. Yeah, they are. Um, tomorrow, seven thirty, oh, yeah, Suns yeah, yeah. versus Knicks. After that, they play the Bulls and the Rockets, which... Those should be two wins, honestly. If they make it past the Suns, because... And I only say the Suns, because they're, like, the second-best team in <laughs> the NBA. Gonna, like, they're going to lose to the Suns. <laughs> yeah. But the Knicks do have a pretty tough schedule, because it's it's Suns, uh, Bulls, Rockets, then... So they should beat the Bulls and the Rockets. The Grizzlies and the Nuggets, of course, legit. Uh, especially because Jaron Jackson's back for the Grizzlies now. Then they play the Suns again, then the Clippers, then the Lakers... Who have like Anthony Davis back? Like the Knicks' schedule from here on out is pretty is pretty tough. Like I think they have like, one of the three hardest schedules like in the entire league for the rest of the season. Let's hope they can keep it going. Like or you know even if they lose a game, winning their last like at, like they've won their last nine. Like let's just keep <laughs> let's keep putting wins together. Just keep the four seed because that's like yeah. a miracle in That'd itself. Be, if we play the Hawks in the first round, I thought we would lose. You were talking about in the last episode yeah. that you all the teams that you'd have the Knicks, the yeah. Knicks meeting and I and I was kind of calling you crazy. I I should have been more explicit in calling you crazy. I was just sort of like, wow, like damn, okay. Yeah. You said the Hornets over the Knicks, and I was a little bit like hurt, like my yeah. my heart. No, no, the Knicks, the Knicks are legit. It's my defense mechanism, Connor. <laughs> and if, if <laughs> yeah, you have to underestimate yeah, the Knicks, you're not going so to let, can let can yourself disappoint. be disappointed. Yeah. If Tibbs is really as good as we think he is now all of a sudden (laughs) then a four then then like a seven game uh a seven game playoff series actually benefits us us, right yeah Yeah, that's true so so i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty good as as we approach the playoffs as a knicks fan no no guarantees but i'm feeling pretty good
1: all right going on to our next segment this is just out of the box we thought it'd be fun to rank the top 15 players in the nba Five years from now, because mm-hmm. we can sit here and debate the top 15 players of right now, but it's more fun to predict into the future, sure. Um, and no one will blame us for being wrong because you you can't do this either. Uh, so,
0: <laughs> I, I guess we should <laughs> preface this by saying, like, Bleasure Report did this list, and I don't even know that, <laughs> yeah, well, did this list in 2015, oh, okay. like going yeah, to yeah. 2020. Sorry, 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 and they were wrong they didn't they didn't have lebron in the yeah. top 20 for for like who will be the top 10 the top you know 20 players yeah. in, in 2020 so we could be leaving out like the lebron of this list like somebody yeah. who's a like top three player now we don't even expect like them to still be around but do you want <laughs> to start top to bottom could, or bottom it, to top? it could be lebron again it could be lebron again <laughs> it could be 41 year old lebron james it could be, Le- <laughs> it could be Le- <laughs> lebron again
1: how do we start this off? I, I think we go 15 to one. Okay. I, I know you have a bunch of shout outs that in like yeah. honorable mentioned So, so with here, like the, the idea was like, okay, so five years from now, who's going to be retired? Who's going to regress so much? And then, you know, who's just going to be, who's going to soar into, into the top 15.
0: Yeah. So, so my group of like the guys who will probably be retired, I'm going to say LeBron is probably going to be retired. Curry is probably going to be retired. They're 36 and 33. KD's 32, probably gonna be retired. Um, uh, yeah, 30 like, like I think he's 37. Like like you know LeBron's 36 now, and LeBron's an anomaly. Like he yeah. probably shouldn't be going for as yeah. long as he is. And if even if he's still in the league, I wouldn't expect a 37 year old Kevin Durant to be really even near the top 15 players in the NBA. He could be that guy to prove me wrong. Kyrie Irving, 29 right now, which would make him 34. I see Kyrie Irving as the kind of guy who's gonna retire early. Totally, like for the amount of personal days he's taking right now, give me Kyrie Irving being retired.
1: Also, he's like, you know, not a top ten player necessarily now. Mm. So who who say
0: who says an older Kyrie wouldn't fall off? Sure, Damian Lillard. I see Damian Lillard as the kind of guy who's like your best player, or like, or like not in the like in the league. Like I, I don't see him as the kind of guy who uh, transitioned really well to being like a role player. You know, I think of like, Gary Payton went and joined the Heat, I think the year that they won the championship with Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal. I don't think that, that for example, Damian Lillard's going to take on that, like, Gary Payton role as, like, the lockdown defender off the bench or anything. You know, so, I, so I'm so i going to guess that a 35-year-old Damian Lillard is probably going to be retired. Jimmy Butler, 31. DeMar DeRozan, 31. I'm going to say the same thing. So that's my group of guys who, like, are right now arguably top 15 players that will probably be retired.
1: Yeah, and and... For me, I I feel like at first I was going through that list and I was like, you know, like but like LeBron's still in the league and so I started comparing yeah, them to LeBron. But you can't compare yeah, them to But not even not even LeBron necessarily, yeah. but like even like two years younger than LeBron. But, oh two years younger than LeBron is like still you know. It's still old. like thirty four is old for the NBA. Yeah. You know? But and and then I'm thinking like guys have done a better job of aging generally. Mm-hmm. Like e- even Curry is above average in his like he's what 33 right now. Yeah, 33. Like, like that that's old for an NBA player. Like I feel like if you asked uh a, a 2015 pl- uh, player which is Cur- Curry's first MVP, if you asked someone in 2015 would Steph Curry be an MVP candidate 5 years from then? Probably not because he he'd be 33.
0: Um the next the next sort of group I've got is guys who are also really good right now but probably won't be retired and also probably won't be like really close to the top 15. That's James Harden. I have, Clay James, Thompson. I have James Harden on my list.
1: Oh really? I, I think that James Harden, his game doesn't necessarily rely on athleticism, yeah. and it's very iso heavy, so he doesn't have to do like a lot of movement and stuff. Whereas like Curry would do a lot of movement.
0: But here's the thing: I don't, I don't think a 36 year old James Harden is going to be your franchise player. I don't think that's, I don't think that's like a, a shock to. That should be a shock. But like, and I think, I think, like I said for Damon Lillard, like. I don't really see James Harden ever transitioning back to not being like the lead pick and roll ball handler or the like the like ISO scoring guy because even though he's one of three guys in Brooklyn right now, when James Harden's on the court, he's like the point guard, the, the like the basically like the everything of like the, the engine of the offense.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I still think that like uh, like a thirty. How old is he right now? Thirty-one. So I, I think a thirty-six-year-old James Harden so could put up like twenty-five. And that, that gives him, like, the 15th spot on my list.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. even if I mean, he's not a great 25. A lot, of, a lot of his offense is based off of shooting, based off of drawing fouls. Like, it yeah. could hold up. Yeah, I I think his play style, unique. that's why I didn't put, like, KD on the list. I, but, I, but I put him on the list. That's why I don't have him as retired. But, like, I, I don't have him on my list. So, I'm going to say he's he'll, he'll still be in the league, but, but, not a, but, like, not in the top 15. So, I got James Harden, Clay Thompson's just like he, he could he could play forever. He could like take on the JJ Redick thing. Like you know he's 31 now, so he'll be 36. Like I think Clay Thompson could still be in the league, not top 15. Paul George, Rudy Gobert, CJ McCollum, Pascal Siakam, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, all guys who will probably still be in the league, but probably not be quite at the at the, at this like top 15 tier. Um, some honorable mentions. I don't know whether I should just like wait and see if you mention the my honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, I guess we just jump into the, into, the, into the top fifteen. But I'll start off by saying one guy who who could fit in either of those categories, but you'll notice I didn't say is Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, I almost put on my list. I, yeah, I, I deleted him right like right now. So he's twenty nine right now, the same as as Kyrie Irving, which would make him thirty four, one year older than Steph Curry is now. I think Ka- Kawhi Leonard could very well still be, like. Of the first or second guy on a team that's like competing for a championship. Like I think Kawhi's thing of I'm going to step the hell up in the playoffs and maybe not be a thousand percent of what I am in the playoffs during the regular season is sustainable, will last for a long time. And so, we could still be see Kawhi Leonard being one of the best playoff players in the league, actually, like yeah, be a potential I, Finals MVP when he's 34 years old. Actually, yes, yeah, girl. I'm putting him on my list. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just for that, just for that, I have him as like maybe my closest guy to the list who's like not on my list because I think there's a like, pretty good chance of that, but I didn't put him. And so, so the in my opinion, the highest like LeBron, like the Bleacher Report LeBron equivalent of like we this this guy's a top three to five player in the nba right now and maybe and i don't even have him on on my in my top 15 and that could make me look stupid is probably Kawhi leonard that's probably my my answer yeah so
1: because because you said that i actually i moved him to 15 because Mm -hmm. the the reason i was like oh no Kawhi he he, like he sits out games due to injury all the time but then again i'm thinking he sits out games all the time so maybe he won't have that wear and tear on his body he's been doing load management so i think that that would hold up um so i have uh Kawhi at 15 Harden at 14 and then 16 17 who i just bumped off i have uh at 16
0: i have bam at a bio and 17 i have Shea gilders alexander Shea is in my honorable mentions bam is higher um and then who you said you had harden and Kawhi at 14 and 15 yeah also sort of in my like honorable mention slash not making the list um my 14 and 15 14 i got brandon ingram yeah he wasn't on my list 15 i got trey young I'm, I'm going with Brandon Ingram because um, the shooting touch is real first and foremost. like he's, he's going to be, he was gonna, he's going to continue to be a legit scorer basically. Um, he's got the length for it. and I think basically because of his frame, he still has some untapped potential there. Like I think that you know he's, he's only 23 right now, which I think is easy to forget because it feels like he's been in the league for a long time. Yeah. And I think people gave up on him. Before he, like after two years and like now he feels old, but he's still, it's only like his third or like fourth season, I think. Um, so I think it's too early to count Brendan Ingram out. I think he's still got a lot of room to grow. Um, for example, like, Jason Tatum, I think is going to be the top of like, like towards the top of both of our lists. Like they're the same age. They're from yeah. the same draft class. Why are we going to say that Jason Tatum is going to continue to make these leaps, but Brandon Ingram is not. Okay, that's a that's a fantastic point. <laughs> so, so give me Brandon Ingram because he's the, like this freaking slender man. And like, like he puts on any muscle and that's a huge improvement to his game. So Brandon Ingram yeah. at 14, Trey young, you might be like, Connor, how could you put Trey young at 15? Like, like he's already like one of the faces of the NBA. Like, I understand the argument for Trey Young being a lot higher. I think Trey Young could suffer from the fact that I, I think, I think eventually we'll get to the point where Trey Young, uh, I mean, I mean, okay, so the, the Hawks like the fifth seed right now. I think Trey Young could fall in the trap of like he'll probably never have sustainable like playoff success as the best player on his team. And I think for as long as he's the best player on his team, which will probably continue to be the case for the next five years, I think the Hawks will continue to build around him. He's going to continue to be paid a lot of money, to want a lot of money. And the whole team's going to have to be orchestrated around him, but he can't play defense. I think you're just going to run into a situation where, like, we're going to start to look at Trey Young and be like, okay, great regular season player, puts up a ton of numbers, doesn't lead to winning.
1: Yeah, I, I had him at, at 12, which I felt was actually lower given that mm-hmm. he, like I, I'm looking at like there, there are five players above him who he's better than right now and who he's probably younger than as well yeah he's only um, 22 yeah and he's and, younger than and, Brandon Ingram but the thing is for me uh it wasn't about like the playoff success or anything it's just that right now Trey Young is probably like I don't know the 16th best player in the league or the 17th best player in the league or something like yeah. that
0: you I don't, don't see him getting better? <laughs> is,
1: yeah. I, don't, I don't know what he could get better at. Yeah, I <laughs> but, agree. But he's not he's not in the top like fifteen so I don't know what he could get better at. So I'm just leaving some room for him to get better at like some stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, he he averaged
0: like he averaged like twenty seven and nine last year. Yeah. <laughs> well the <laughs> I mean, like, like his 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 vision is already good. I, I guess Dude, I would say no. been he's a top five passer in the league. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say he's top five. I, like, in terms of like the, a prolific assist man. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the assist numbers would say so. Um, I think I think I think maybe it's like shot selection and like efficiency is where he can continue to improve. Yeah. I I think for as long as he'll be one of the five worst perimeter defenders in the NBA, like that, then he'll he'll continue to like not be above you know like. I don't think he'll ever. I don't think he'll be. I don't think he can be a top ten player in the NBA, being as bad at defense as he is right now. And I don't see that as something that's going to change. Uh, and then he has five years to change that, I guess, uh, for this for the purposes of this list. But I don't see it happening. So, so give me your uh,
1: fifteen through ten. I have starting at fifteen: Kawhi, Harden, Donovan Mitchell,
0: Trey Young, Jalen Brown. Uh, so I just hit Trey Young and Brandon Ingram as 15, 14. 13, Jalen Brown, twelve, Devin Booker. 11, Bam Adebayo, 10, Donovan Mitchell. So for for that, I felt like
1: I, I had Donovan Mitchell a little bit low because uh-huh. I, I, I have Booker higher. Um, for me, I just think that Booker has almost like a higher ceiling of his offensive game. And I feel like that's why I put Jason Tatum so much higher than Brandon Ingram is I feel like his like shot making and also shot creation ability is just a, is just like more um diverse his bag is yeah. deeper and I, I feel like that kind of elevates you to where I feel like Don Mitchell I don't see him being like like I haven't 13 that's like to clarify that's like Kyrie Irving territory like right now so I feel like like is, is he going to be better than what Kyrie Irving is like ever no I don't I don't think so
0: um, I, I think 13 is like I'm the, not sure he's that much worse than Kyrie right now yeah and 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 he's 24. I mean, like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I guess here's the thing I, I have to say about Devin Booker. And this is, like, I think this is a little bit of a hot take. I don't think Devin Booker would be nearly as, like, well-liked and highly ranked if he hadn't had that one 70 point game. That's interesting. I think, like, so much of the hype that there is around Devin Booker comes from his 70-point game. And that's not to say that I'm not a believer in Devin Booker. I have him as... Twelve as 12 as as the 12th best player five years from now like that's still incredibly significant i think donovan mitchell right now is the best offensive player on the best team in the nba i think devin booker was the best offensive player on the worst team in the nba last year and uh, (laughs) like like for uh, like in the bubble they were great so like okay maybe it's different but but and, and so and the record I guess wasn't the worst in the NBA, but but at moments last time last year felt like like a really bad team, and I feel like the difference this year is not so much Devin Booker but Chris Paul. Um, That's fair. That's fair. So once again, like I think that I think that without Chris Paul, you might run into thing of like okay, the same thing I said for Trey Young is like, I, I think when it comes down to it, the guys who are going to be the top the top fifteen players are guys who like get their own team who get who get the thing like built around them. Because they're leading to wins. Donovan Mitchell has pr- already proven that he's that. I could see Devin Booker getting being out of Phoenix at some point, and then like, or, or him becoming, somebody him somebody becoming like Bradley Beal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and like, that's not to say Bradley Beal. Like Bradley Beal is probably hover somewhere around twelve right now, and like the top you know fifteen yeah. players in the NBA. Or like, does or does somebody come join Devin Booker in Phoenix, or does Devin Booker go join someone else, and then all of a sudden he's not the same like number one option that that Donovan Mitchell is. I guess I I see Donovan Mitchell as like long term the best player on a team that will continue to be contending.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's well reasoned I, the the 70 point game thing is is very interesting. I feel like I haven't thought about it that much, but I remember I was a devin Booker hater only because there were so many devin Booker lovers kind yeah, of beca- yeah yeah kind of because of that game um and and for that reason I was so pro Donovan Mitchell because they would always get compared mm. um and I still think I hold a little bit of that but I still think I you know i've', I've devin Booker you know where I have him for a reason um you have you would bam it like. 11. Want to talk yeah. about that a little bit cuz I had him at 16 just cuz I don't think his offensive game is going to be like a top 10 player's offensive game.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. Um basically I think like Bam Adebayo has best defensive like big man in the league potential. Um like I I, I don't see any reason why Bam Adebayo couldn't be like near defensive player of the year like guy at some point in his career, right? And and then Offensively, I'm not sure he'll ever get to some like incredibly dominant level, but I I think he has I think he has a shooting touch that has gone totally like unused so far in his career. He just doesn't 20%. shoot he doesn't shoot threes at the moment. But I think if you look up his three throw percentage, it's probably around like 80 percent. Um, yeah, 80 percent from the free throw line. That's a really good indicator that like his touch exists. So I think. As, as as Bam Adebayo, uh, he's 23 right now, continues to build confidence in his game. I think we'll see him start to take more mid-range shots, more turnarounds, more hook shots. Like, like I think I think he'll have a legit post-game, and maybe even extend it out to the three-point line. I think that's an entire offensive like, arsenal that he hasn't really used that much yet. And I think he's already a pretty good offensive player. Um, especially because He's a really good playmaker. Like he's a guy who's averaging five assists per game at least last year. I don't know if he is. I don't know if he is this year too, but um, I think he's got a playmaking. He's got scoring. He's got he's got post game. He's got absolutely the defense. He's got the the plans transition. I think I think Bam Adebayo. I, I I'm betting heavily on him here because he's nowhere near the top fifteen player in the NBA as it stands True. right now. True. But in terms of like. Guys that I think have a have a gear that we haven't seen them hit yet, like the, out of these like 23, 24, 22 year old guys, like I don't see Trey Young suddenly exploding and doing something that we didn't expect from him. Like I can see Bam Adebayo doing that, um and, and so this could be a total miss on my part. Like we like we could look back in this list and Bam Adebayo is not in the top 20, and I look stupid. I also think Bam Adebayo could be the best center in the NBA. Like you know, I guess I shouldn't say that because like. Jokic, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid will all still be young. uh, Or not young, but like in their primes. Um, But I I think Bam Adebayo has got some like crazy potential that that we don't totally talk about because Jimmy Butler and like Tyler Hero are on the heat and people are more obsessed with them. Yeah, true. Um,
1: Yeah, I just didn't have him because I, I don't, I do not envision a universe in which Bam Adebayo ever averages like over 24 a game
0: yeah i mean he's he's averaging 19 right now so it's not like it's not like he has to go it's not like he's making an astronomical leap but i totally get what you're saying i don't think that's crazy
1: um another player uh jalen brown i have him at 11 which i felt that that was pretty that was that's pretty high yeah that's pretty high i have him at 13 um just because i think the jump that he made this year i feel like he could like you know make another jump as well because you know he didn't like do anything i i I don't know how to describe but like the jump was just pure work he just got Mm. more skilled and i think he can continue to get more skilled he can continue to become a better shot creator uh space creator and he he continued to become a better playmaker like passing and so i think if he does all those three things given that he's already all defensive player yeah i i think that you know he he could average 25 and be all defensive
0: player and that's that's top arguably top 10 criteria i think my my brendan ingram uh argument applies a little bit here too um where it's like you know jalen brown's one year older but i think the same thing kind of happened where people gave up on jalen brown a little bit and then look to jason tatum as like the celtics new like shiny guy I, is jason tatum really that much better than jalen brown like right now this year they're very comparable you know I, I i would say like i think that i think that i would i would still like I obviously have Jason Tatum a lot higher in this list than I, than I do Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's at 13, and we'll get to Jason Tatum when we get to Jason Tatum. There's there's a difference I think in the in the potential, but as it stands right now, Jalen Brown, like you said, elite perimeter defender, like all defensive caliber guy, and he's a 24, 25 point per game scorer, and I think still has like, you know, you know room to room to grow as as he starts taking more and more shots and. Um, as his efficiency continues to improve or like stay where it's at. He's shooting like 50, 40, 75 right now. That's crazy. Except for like 75 is only okay. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, the, the one, the one argument I've heard people make against Jalen Brown this season is that he doesn't affect the, he doesn't affect the game so much offensively when he's not scoring as in if Jalen Brown has an off shooting night, then he's actually kind of like damaging on the offensive end um, because he doesn't have the same sort of like gravity that like Jason Tatum would. And he also doesn't make as many like smart plays off the ball. So he also has some room to grow in terms of like cutting, uh, creating for others. Like he's not a great, he's not, I don't think he's like an elite playmaker or anything. Um, but should he develop some of those skills, continue to, to continue to be a great defender, continue to shoot the hell out of the ball. Like Jalen, yeah, Jalen Brown is, is a top 15 guy.
1: At number 10, I have a player that is not on your list. Okay. Who's that? Oh, ja John Morant. Morant. Yeah, I have John Morant as gonna be yeah the the tenth best player uh, in in the NBA in five years. I, I I for me I had him higher, and I was like, I'm bugging, I'm bugging, I'm bugging. But he know, a- he's 21 right now. He's gonna be 26. That's like when a player that that's usually like the first year of a player's prime prime. Um, so I think he's gonna be the perfect age for that. Right now, I think John Morant is underrated. He's he's averaging 19 yeah, he and 7.5. Absolutely. And by the way, the Memphis Grizzlies are, have zero All-Stars, and they're mm-hmm. going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. They have zero All-Stars, and they're going to yeah. be in the playoffs. Every team above them has one All-Star and one All-Star caliber player. And then below them, you have Steph Curry, you have Zion Williamson, and... Brandon Ingram you have Carl Anthony Towns and those players are all presumably better than John Morant and yet the Memphis Grizzlies are just a better team and they, they don't and by the way like this, a lot of these teams, their second best player is also better than whoever the second best player on the Memphis Grizzlies is, mm. and yet they're still winning. So I think that winning is still going to continue. Then all of a sudden, John Morant, he's averaging 19 and a half right now. I think in five years of development and growth, I feel like he's a guy who's just going to like keep getting better because he's, yeah. he like he's a gym rat. Like again, like this is a dude. He kind of like earned for he he earned where he is. He he like got no offer. He got one offer in college, and then he he was a soft from freshman to sophomore year he just grind his ass off to get even better mm-hmm. i think he's gonna be so good bro i i think yeah he, i think he's gonna average over 25 and i think he's gonna average like eight or nine i think he's gonna have trey young numbers like from last year he's gonna average like some ridiculous points and some ridiculous assists
0: and his team Plus, is gonna be like the three
1: seed or something yeah I think that's a top ten player.
0: And look, the, the the really crazy thing is, I can't say you're wrong. Like, like that could absolutely happen in the next five years. the 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 only reason I don't have him is like, every and it, the way I saw it was like every one of the fifteen guys that I had above him. Like, I couldn't I couldn't justify taking one of them off. Like in my own head, and I think it's because all of them right now are more proven than John Morant is. Um, They're also older than John Morant. Yeah, that's John Morant true. One rookie true too. Of the year last year, he would have. Yeah. The I have one player on my on my uh on my list who's who's younger than John Morant from so the same draft class. List. No, no, no. But there's an entire group of uh Oh yeah. Of there's an entire group of these like young guards who have showed a lot of potential and aren't necessarily as good as as Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, for example. Uh John Morant RJ Barrett, Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Shea Gilchrist Alexander, De'Aaron Fox, Zach Levine, Jamal Murray. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a whole clump of them that are like not quite all stars, but are all really good and young. You could put any one of those guys in the top 15, and I don't think anybody can call you <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, bro. In five years, Zach Levine could be averaging like 33 points a game. <laughs> Zach Levine's still only 26. Yeah, like, yeah. like in theory, he's he's a 31 year old. <laughs> like that's that's James Harden. There's no reason that yeah. yeah look like it's it's really hard to predict and so i don't even have a good reason for you that i that i'm saying john Morant isn't on my list i guess the only thing i can say is like i'm betting against some of his his growth as like a shooter because yeah he already attacks the basket at an insane rate like and he and he passes the ball really well the problem with john Morant is that like almost all of his buckets come like right inside the painted area. Like, like he, he scores all of his points basically within 10 feet of the basket. Um, and so that's the counter argument It's like, I don't see him developing into, and I'm not even saying I think this, I'm not even saying I don't like, I don't see like a, a, a potential where he develops into like a really good shooter too, to go along with that. But if he doesn't get the elite jump shot to go with it, then maybe you can view him as a, as a bit of a one dimensional score. Um, but like, if he's on good teams, if he's the lead ball handler, you know, passing the ball really well and attacking yeah. the basket really well, like then he maybe is still a top fifteen player. Like I don't. So it's it's hard for me to say John Morant's not gonna be top fifteen. But I don't know who I would replace him with. Like maybe I take J- Brandon Ingram off, or maybe I take Trey Young off. But like, can I really bet against Trey Young when he's averaging like near thirty and ten? <laughs> no. Like, like no. Like so this, so it's hard. But yeah. Um. So. Going from nine
1: to five, yeah. Nine Devin Booker, yeah. Eight Ben Simmons, seven Joel Embiid, six Anthony Davis, and five Nikola Jokic.
0: Nine Ben Simmons, which same as you, right? Uh, eight Bradley Beal, seven Joel Embiid, six Anthony Davis, five Nikola Jokic. Okay, so we we have a lot of the same here. Bradley Beal is not on my list. Bradley Beal is not on your
1: list. Bradley Beal is not on my list because I, I I don't think he is. So how old is Bradley Beal right now? 27. Bradley Beal's 27. I don't think he's going to be better in 5 years than he than he is right now. Mm. Given that 27 is probably like 27, 28, 29 is your prime. So I don't think he's going to be better 5 years than he here's, is now
0: and now he's probably like 12. Here's here's my argument for Brett Brad, for Bradley Beal, I guess, is I don't think 5 years from now he'll still be in Washington. And that's end it. end of <laughs> end of sentence. Like, like, uh, yeah, like that's it. Like, um, if he put up the exact same stats on a team that was better, like he would be considered the, like, like I have him at, at eight, like there's no reason he wouldn't be considered a top eight player. Um, if, if that were happening. So I guess I, I'm, I'm relying on Bradley Beale statistically, like in, in, in like, like in terms of his production, like not much changing. Um, and him, and him leaving Washington in the next couple of years and hopefully going to a team that is a, is more of a, of a legit contender. Um, maybe maybe you say, hey Connor, but like if he goes to that legit contender, is he still going to be putting up thirty points? I don't know. But if I'm if I'm if I'm a betting man, that I'm that I'm going to still bet on Bradley Beal. Like I don't. I, it's hard, but but I, I guess if there's like if there's potential, I, I guess there's I think if, the, if I think if you have bradley beal not in the top 15 there's potential that you look back at that and be like oh like 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 why did i not have bradley beal like he was yeah 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 i feel that like i don't i don't i don't think there's a ton of reason why bradley beal would totally fall off um and and basically i'd have to be betting on like every single one of these guys continuing to make big jumps to surpass bradley beal
1: uh i'm trying to think of any other big differences we have? You have Devin Booker at 12. So you 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 Devin Booker lower. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons, I don't think it was that hard. Of, it was slightly surprising, but it wasn't that hard of a decision to say that he's going to be, like, the eighth best player in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. given As that, opposed you know, to, like, higher or lower? As opposed to lower. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that there is a ceiling on his offensive game. But his floor is his floor in five years is a top 10 player <laughs> like yeah. Or, or, arguably yeah um, like like health providing yeah yeah health providing just his <laughs> like he's so physically an alien i uh, gifted yeah yeah and by the way starting with number eight at ben simmons you think that like the nba is so guard centric mm. you're the best players in the league are like guards or even small forwards like eight down you mean eight to one I do not have a player shorter than six foot seven.
0: It's a good point, but which, but that's the direction the NBA is heading, right? It it's, get, it's, it's headed
1: towards tall people who
0: play like guards, yeah, instead of short it's people who point. play like guards. It's a good point, which is what it currently is. Yeah, I I want to bring up um, Joe beat at number seven. I, I had him there too i i okay i, I know you do I, like at one point when i was making this list i was like do i put joel and at number three like i had him like i was making the list like at number three and then i moved him way down um which was weird because because then i thought I feel about like that's I recency like, bias yeah yeah and it is but it's also like he's he's 27 so he'll be 32 that's not that old but then I started to think about it, and I was like, but if there's a kind of guy who, like, wouldn't make it to 32, <laughs> okay. it's Joel Embiid. It's totally Joel Embiid. That's, I, I had him lower,
1: and it's then Joel I was Embiid. like, if this guy stays healthy, he's going to be really good. Like,
0: like there's a chance. This is <laughs> this right now is the best season of Joel Embiid's career, which is sad to say, but there's a chance, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't want to put him lower than seven because he's still young, like, relatively, and... At 27, and I think that then he continue to do what he's been doing. Like the 76ers could still be crazy. He could still be Defensive Player of the Year, and like averaging 30. And then like, then he's then he is like number three or whatever, you know. Um. So there is a chance for him to be that high, but I also, I think it's I think he's one of the hardest people on this list to predict because it's not so easy to bet on a long career for Joel Embiid, but you know like he he's he's one of the best players under 30 in the NBA right now. Um Anthony Davis, we know why he's on this list. He's actually older
1: than I would have thought. He's 28. Yeah. He he just turned 28 though. At 33 years old, you know, Anthony Davis does this, have some injury history, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't want to necessarily cross him off for that. Um but then again, you know, if if I have James Harden here, like he's, I guess he's three years older. Yeah. But so, you know, but I, I think that Anthony Davis, he's so good and relatively still young that I think, you know, at 33, if he's healthy, he's going to be a top 10 player, definitely. And and, and I, I thought that his game is more flexible, flexible than Joel Embiid. So I put it, I put him one spot higher. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, I put him one spot lower than Jokic because Jokic is younger, but with equal flexibility. And I think Jokic, because he's made the jump to score more points, I think that, that's still sustainable.
0: Maybe this is counterintuitive. I guess I'm putting Anthony Davis actually this high because I think that some of the time that he's missed actually might benefit him in like the long run. Like I, I think that Anthony Davis maybe doesn't have as much wear, won't have had as much wear and tear as another guy who would be 33 because he's missed like what will have amounted to like three full seasons or something like that. um And so I don't know why I'm using the argument of like injury history against Joel mm-hmm. Embiid and kind of like for Anthony Davis in a way, but. Anthony Davis is only one year older than Joel Embiid, you know, and it, like it's that's not a huge it's not a huge difference. So I'm calling Joel Embiid like relatively young right now,
1: and we're calling like <laughs> Anthony
0: Davis like, a little bit old. So I don't know, it's a weird like arbitrary law- line to draw, but it's hard to differentiate those guys. I have them like around the same, and then one spot higher we both had Jokic. So we both had Jokic, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid at 7". Nikola Jokic, like everything that he does will hold up. Oh yeah, for,
1: um, his game has relied zero on
0: athleticism. I I almost think like five is the lowest you could have put him, and I'm almost mad at love I didn't put him higher. I agree because he's 26 right now. He will be 31. His passing will never go away. His jump shot I feel like gets better every year. Um, and just like all the like weird funky like stuff he does that like doesn't make sense. Like he'll keep doing that. <laughs> That's who he is. You know. True. Um, true. I I just don't think he'll average like.
1: 30 which is why he won't be the best which is why he won't be like one of the three best players in the league yeah. necessarily I think when, when he's 28 he might be when he's 29 he might be um,
0: uh, so let's go let's go from 5 to 15 one more time so I got Jokic, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Brandon Ingram, Trey Young at, starting at 5 I have uh, Jokic, Anthony
1: Davis, Embiid, Simmons, Booker, Ja Morant, Jalen Brown, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Harden, and Kawhi.
0: Interesting. I,
1: it, it does get like pretty different. Like, I have, I have my old people section. I have my good young guard section. And then I have my, uh, current best big men in the league section. And yeah, I, yeah, and, yeah. And now I just have like the four best young guys in the league. You know, what? and it's,
0: and it's. I think, I think it makes sense. Cause it's like, it's hard to make an argument against like separating them by like more than a few spots. So maybe yeah. we're playing a little too safe. But like, that's. It's yeah. hard to argue why. Donovan Mitchell or or Dev Booker would be like way ahead of each other. Yeah,
1: um at number so let's just go four through one. At four, okay. at four I have Zion Williamson. At three I have Jason Tatum. At two I have Giannis, and at one I have Luka Doncic.
0: I got Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson, Giannis, and Kumpo, Luka Doncic. So the only okay. thing we have is just Jason Tatum yeah. and Zion Williamson. Flipped.
1: So so just talking about why I put Luka over Giannis, it was a decision for me, mm-hmm. um but I don't. I feel like the only way... Like, right now, Giannis isn't the best player in the league, in my opinion. I think he's probably, like, fourth or something. Yeah. I, and I feel like the way he will get better is, one, like, I feel like the league might be slightly less talented than what it is right now because, like, the league is insanely talented right now. So, maybe mm-hmm. maybe he slides up one spot just nat- or like organically. Yeah, sure. Then,
0: when uh, when LeBron retires, Kevin Durant retires, Kawhi retires, like, Curry retires, there's, there's you know, he moves up, like, all yeah. those spots. I mean, assuming yeah. you have all those guys ahead of him.
1: Yeah, and then you also have... Giannis like maybe m- maybe he develops like a good mid range or maybe he develops a good three pointer um, yeah and then so that that puts him like heads and shoulders above like the Jason Tatum's and Zion's of the world mm-hmm. um the only reason I would have him less than Luca is because I still maintain that a good wing player who can shoot threes and can create his own shot off the dribble will be more effective in the long run and be more flexible and be more applicable in playoff scenarios than a Giannis that's why LeBron currently is better than Giannis
0: yeah I I, I agree with your argument I guess I also I also think like we've seen a couple times the, the Bucks go into the playoffs as the one seed the, the the team that's supposed to make the deep playoff run and then they kind of don't so like will he ever get that playoff success together and if not then him being a top five player in the NBA for, you know, six seasons or or seven, eight seasons at that point, and you're like, and he still hasn't done that much, like in terms of like making it past the East Conference Finals, like that would be a little bit disappointing, I guess. And then
1: honestly, everything I said for why I have Giannis over Luka can be the exact same reasoning for why I have Tatum over Williamson. Mm -hmm. I just think that Tatum, uh, it's kind of the Devin Booker application. Uh, his, his bag is so deep he can create his own shot in so many ways he's a tough shot maker but he's also elite at creating space to where he doesn't have to take the tough shot yeah. he can shoot it from 3 which Zion frankly will probably never be able to do um he he can like do pull up mid ranges very prolifically like he's Kobe Bryant mm. uh whereas i feel like Zion Williamson will remain like fairly one dimensional he'll probably get to two dimensional um and that'll be top 5 player in the league potential probably um, given that It's he- funny that it's like
0: one dimensional and yet he's top five player in the league. But yeah. <laughs> That's what is that not what Giannis is right now? <laughs>
1: a little bit A little bit, yeah. No, <laughs> I
0: the reason the reason I have Zana that I have Zion at three is it, if you actually if you I, I looked this up and I sent I text you the other day. His I like looked up his his like offensive like uh like box plus mine or something like that. Like I forget even what stat it was. But he like this season was like, significantly higher in, like, offensive efficiency than Giannis was, like, at, at like, any point in his career, like, including this season, like, last season, the the season prior to that, like, where he's been MVP. So, in terms of his offensive efficiency, Zion is already, like, top of the NBA, and he's 20 years old. Um, The things that he's doing on offense are absolutely unheard of, and he's not taking jump shots. Like, he's, he's barely taking, like... The other night he hit like a turnaround, uh, like 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 fadeaway jumper, like or like the shot clock expired. He hits threes now and then. I think if he gets any kind of post game where it's like he can get when, as in if there, he gets any kind of post game where he fakes up and then can and then if you <laughs> jump for that he can do something else to beat you, it is over. It is <laughs> over because there's gonna be no. Right now he the basically the only way he scores is going through you to the basket and he does it at like 60% from the field. Like he'll go up and if he misses, he gets his own rebound more often than not, yeah. puts it up and gets it the second time if he didn't get it the first. If he gets within the paint, he scores. I think it, like <laughs> like I think if if he can still do that, if he can still <laughs> dunk all over you, lay up through you, whatever it is, plus He's got a little hook shot he can go to, or a little turn. Like that's all it is. Like just like a, I'm just gonna get you on the other side of my shoulder. Like you're gonna be on my back, and I'm still. I'm gonna score over you. I don't have to like get in front of you to score. Then it's over. So it's it, over. It doesn't even have to be two dimensional. As long as it's like 1.5 exactly. dimensional. Exactly. Exactly. As long as he has like a second move to go to, I don't know what defenders do. And, and I think we're just now seeing he's made this jump where he he comes in as this as like a power force a small ball center now Julius Randle, we're seeing coach Tibbs has put him in like the point forward role now Zion is getting the point forward role now Zion's the one bringing the ball up the basket and the offense is you send Zion to the basket and he's a playmaker and he's a good enough passer that he'll get his other they'll get his teammates open for the jump shot if he doesn't score himself like I just think it's such a recipe for disaster for NBA defenses. I don't know that. I don't know how anybody's going to figure out what to do with it. Um, as long as he stays healthy. And this is all where, while he's arguably a worse defender than he was in college, um, yeah. like he's, he's put on a little bit of weight and I, w- I would say like, isn't, isn't as like, I don't know. I, he's, he hasn't been like, he hasn't had as many like total like highlight blocks where he's blocking into the sixth row. Um, and I think, I think should he slim down a little bit the way that you were saying Julius Randle has, he could turn into an elite defender and shot blocker too. There's no reason his athleticism and his frame shouldn't translate to that end. Um, I, think, I think Zion's dominance on offense will only continue to grow, and I think he'll go from an average defender to a potentially like elite defender too. That's a really long way of saying like I think Zion, there's no reason he shouldn't be top five in five years. So in summary,
1: one Luca, two Giannis, three Tatum, four Zion, five Jokic, six Davis, seven Embiid, eight Ben Simmons, nine Booker, ten John ja Morant, eleven Jalen Brown, twelve Trey Young, thirteen Spida, fourteen Harden, and fifteen Kawhi. We'll have to
0: put this in like the YouTube description or something. It's like I already can see this list. But yeah. one Luca, two Giannis, three Zion, four Jason Tatum, five Jokic, six Anthony Davis, seven Joel Embiid, eight Bradley Beal, nine Ben Simmons. 10, Donovan Mitchell. 11, Bam Adebayo. 12, Devin Booker. 13, Jalen Brown. 14, Brandon Ingram. 15, Trey Young. And thank you so much for watching. Uh, (laughs) Follow us on Instagram and
1: Twitter at SpaceTheFloor. And uh, listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and like this video. My name is Connor Yellen. And I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time.
0: Peace. Shout out to Reginald Bullock. Shout out to uh, Zion's defense. (laughs) Peace.